Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We just want to be with you, O oh God. We just want to enjoy your presence, O oh God. 
thank you for your manifest presence among us and your assurance oh lord that where two or three are gathered in your name in your name oh lord you are there in our midst we believe that word we hold on to it oh god and we know you are here among us lord we invite you to take take rule take take the place oh god dwell in our worship dwell in our praises oh god and be exalted in this place in jesus mighty name we pray amen, amen. let's do one quick praise song amen Bring sacrifice of praise to the house of the Lord. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Oh, and we bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house, and we offer all. Sacrifices, Lord, we bring, we bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house. Glory of our power, and we are the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and we offer all to thee. The sacrifices, oh, we bring it, we bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house. We offer for all and we offer all to be a sacrifice of the given and we offer all to be. A sacrifice, and we offer our fire, and we offer all to thee. Oh, the sacrifices of thanksgiving, we offer all to thee. The sacrifices of praise. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the King of Kings as we welcome God's servant for this house, for this moment, Reverend Gilbert Asama. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord, tonight. And we acknowledge you as God in our midst. Thank you for bringing us to your feet to feed us. To feed us your holy precious words. The ancient words that are able to change our souls. We bless you Lord. Give us a new hunger for your word Lord. As we meditate on your word Lord. May we get revelation. May we enter into the secrets of God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank the Lord. We are going to finish the series we've been on for some weeks. We're going to finish it today. We've been preaching from victory secrets. 
victory secrets and we studied many things about victory secrets of course this is our year of expecting a series of victories hallelujah and victory secret has been defined in the book is a secret that will make you into a living wonder a secret that will make you into a living wonder another way the book defined it is that victory a victory secret is the secret of god so the secret of god will make you into a living wonder hallelujah and then we've been covering six reasons why you must discover the secret of god we learned about life and death depend on your discovery of the secret of god is that not so all right what else did we learn that your prosperity depends on your discovery of the secret of god your whole life is a discovery a search and a discovery and you know you've you've heard this word it almost sounds like a cliche when you hear people say one word from god can change your life but it's not just a cliche it's actually true amen and believe it or not we've all been conditioned and primed by our development by our environment by our biology our dna our so as they say there's this age old um what do you call it debate are you are you a product of your nature or nature right nature versus nature your biology versus your biography as what happened to you after you were born well i mean the social scientists and everybody tend to agree that it's a combination of both amen but there are some who will tell you a big chunk is your dna but you can give birth to a Ghanaian child in china the dna is Ghanaian, but if they grew up in china they will start speaking chinese so i think it's a combination of both hallelujah and without realizing you will discover that the way you are is unique both from both from your 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 um your genes your your birth hallelujah what you inherited from your parents as well as the environment you grew up in your manners as well as your mannerisms your gestures even your language your vocabulary even is affected by not just your home or how you grew up but also your formation as in school and the type of friends you keep hallelujah and so when the scripture says if any man is born if anyone any man be in christ he's a new creation all things are passed away the reality is that spiritually all things are passed away as in your innermost being has been transformed into a new lineage or a new dynasty a new family of god hallelujah but since you are still in your physical body and your mind which has been formed and conditioned by both your dna and your environment and all the experiences you have had these things don't change overnight 
Are you listening to me? And so what you have is that you have the nature of God competing with the nature of man. Amen. And so God has this secret that when God wanted to change the world, he let his word become physical, come in the flesh. The word of God, who is God himself, hallelujah, became flesh. And that is how God inserted himself into the human condition. Because there was no other way. You needed, you needed undefiled blood from the loins of Adam. So, Jesus sneaked in as an undercover agent for heaven. He sneaked in, and before the devil knew it, he was already here. Hallelujah. And when he got him and he killed him, he thought that was the end. But God also beat him to his own punch. Amen. But what is that for us? Well, the same way in which Christ came or God intervened in the affairs of earth and modified the, 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 the destiny of the earth, that is the same way God is going to change you. Because you and I are also naturally speaking earth. Amen. And so the word that became incarnate in Mary's womb, that word that became incarnate and brought forth as Christ, that same word has to now come into the earth of our lives, the, the naturalness of our being, and now begin to grow within us. Because God does everything he does from the inside out. Hallelujah. And so, and so the last point that we are on, okay, which is what? Meditate. Meditation is the master key to the discovery of the secret of God. Because God is speaking at this wavelength and you and I are at a different wavelength. If, when I was in, uh, in New Jersey, there was a, a radio station, a Christian radio station I used to listen to. It was 99.1. Hallelujah. And so, when I came to Ohio, I knew that 99.1 here is not going to have the same station. Amen. It's, it's, I mean, if it is, if it, if it is another Christian station at all, it will not be that same station I used to listen to in New Jersey. So back in, um, I think it was was in May or so or March earlier, no, 2018, I traveled to New Jersey, and as I was driving, suddenly I remembered because <laughs> I rented the car from the airport, and I remembered that station, and I put it there, and here it was. Amen. But you see, that's a good example because the wavelength of God and what God is saying, we are going to miss a lot of what he's saying if we are not on the same wavelength. And so, we need to enter into his realm. You see, as we are here, the reason why we don't see angels is that we have not been given permission to see, but they are here. Hallelujah. There are some angels that are stationed in heaven. That is their domain. They are in heaven constantly worshipping God and going on different assignments. There are other angels that have been given rulership over planets. Amen. Like planets in our solar system and other planets yet to be discovered. There are angels in charge of them. There are angels that are holding the planets in their 
position so that they don't come too close to the earth. I'm sure there are angels in charge of making sure an asteroid doesn't fall onto the earth. The angels make it telling the sun, my friend, stay here at this angle. Hallelujah. But there are also angels that are stationed on earth. They are stationed on earth because God is not going to allow the devil to have his way. So some angels, their assignment is to block the power of evil from taking its full course. Hallelujah. But, but we don't see them. They are around, but we don't see them. Because it's a realm. It's not so much as in geography as in distance. It's more about a certain realm that you enter. Hallelujah. And so, and so this idea of hearing from God, an idea of knowing the secret of God, one of the primary means by which we enter into God's realm, we talked about prayer last week, but another means by which we enter into God's realm is reading and meditating on his word. Amen. Because the way our thinking has been formed, amen, the way our thinking has been formed, without us choosing or knowing, you, you, you think in a certain way because of what we have been hearing. We've been hearing a lot of things over and over again. We've been watching things all over. Our children do things that they see us do. I remember I have a little niece. Now she's no more little. But a little niece who used to live with us. And when I went to uh, school reopening, I was at the University of Ghana. And I, was, I, I went to school. At that time, I think she was about this old. So, one of them wrote me a letter. One of my siblings wrote me a letter. And, and was saying what she was saying was I, was I I was gone. And she was describing how I danced. He said, Monsha Braco Fiasa. <laughs> and she was doing a certain dance that not realizing that because I thought she was too little to notice. But she's watching. Amen. Now she's a mother of two or three, I think. <laughs> so what happens is that everything that you are, it, 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 it doesn't form in a day, right? It's a cumulative result of how you have been conditioned. And now that we have entered into the kingdom of God, that God is so deep and so fast, so vast and so wide and so broad that as a matter of fact, Pastor Nick is going to take us all eternity to discover him. And we will still not finish discovering him. But what we are doing now is that we are basically scratching the surface. And God is saying, look, I'm giving you a death of an ocean, which will be your means of entering into my realm. That if you take my word, hallelujah, and you will think about it, and you 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 read it, and you munch on it, and you think about it, and allow your mind to zoom into the realm of the word of God. Because when we are reading the scriptures, what we need to do is that we need to actually enter the stories in the Bible. You see, the Bible is a Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. What we need to realize is that the Bible is not like any other book. Amen. There is a spirit behind it. There, there, there is, do you know that even in the dark spirits, even in the dark world of magic and evil powers, do you know that they have books that people use to enchant and bring the spirits? Amen. And where do they get that from? Because keep in mind that the devil has never invented anything. What the devil basically did was that he used what God has created and corrupted it and perverted it. And so he knows that from the realm that he was cast out of, 
that words contain power. Hallelujah. And books contain power. So, the magical arts and the books that according to uh, Ephesians chapter 19, the scripture said that when Paul when Paul, yeah, let's keep it at John, but I'm just referring to Ephesians 19. When Paul went to Ephesus and the Bible said God gave him a very powerful ministry of the spirit. And some of the magicians and the Agbalaga people, the, the people who did magical arts, the scripture said that when, after they converted, they brought their books and they, they were burnt at the feet of the apostles. Now, they have become converted in their hearts, right? Born again, stood in front of the church, lifted their hands, stood in front of the church and confessed. What has the books got to do with that? After they have gotten converted, well, they were required to bring the books to burn them. Because there is a power that can be in a book. They, they themselves born again in their heart, but then the book still needed to be destroyed because there is a residual effect of the power of the evil one in the books. And the and the people who uh, I, and I know, I'm not suggesting you should try it at home. Actually, if you want to try anything, anything in terms of a test, a test that you are going to evoke power out of. If you are going to try anything as as a test that you are going to read aloud. And, and you are going to evoke and you are going to call certain spirits i will recommend to you one test and that is the word of god that is the bible because there is no power higher than almighty god and what the devil is doing through this this uh, what do you call a back door you see the devil's approach is back door because he he's not wearing the right uniform it's like someone is having a party everybody's supposed to dress a certain way and he wants to beat the system he wants to beat the standard that has been set so instead of coming through the front door he knows what he's wearing he will not be permitted so he will create a back door and so all other manifestations of power that is not through christ jesus is through the devil and that is why jesus said anyone who enters the sheepfold but not through the door is a thief and a robber hallelujah and so don't be too lured or moved by people who are able to show signs and wonders and powers that don't speak about christ because all those are because there's only one door there's only one door to the house of god that is christ and so and so the devil has stolen some of what was god's ancient secrets and is now immersed in it and people are running after it but they do it at the peril and the cost of their soul but you and I who have also found Christ and we are saved in him. What I'm saying is that there is a whole ocean of knowledge and the whole there's a whole uh, realm of power and wisdom and secrets of God available to us. And the key is to connect to the power in his word. And so it says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. Hallelujah. Now this one highlights the fact that there is no difference between the word of God and himself. Like the word of when you are reading the word of God, and especially I will submit to you, I will submit to you, begin to go to another level of reading the word of God, not silently, but reading it aloud to yourself. Because, because when you read the word of God aloud, it's a different effect than when you read it silently. You see, in many of our charismatic churches, we no longer read the word of God aloud. Like, we don't have a section 
where as part of the liturgy, we will read like the first reading, the second reading, and the third reading. Hallelujah. Even in our church, we, we read the scriptures aloud. But it is, it is it's easy to find a church whereby when it comes to the scriptures, it is just referenced. Okay, this one is from, you know, John chapter 4 verse 4 and it's not even read. And rather, we have replaced commentary on the word. We have replaced the word of God with commentary on the word. But I'm going to tell you that, a, that, that there is a vast difference between commentary on the word and reading and hearing the original word itself. Because, because I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the word of God is God. And, and, and it's difficult to articulate it because, because the Bible said in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Like God and his word are one. Next verse. The same was in the beginning was with God. You see, John is, para, is writing his gospel parallel to Genesis chapter 1. You get it? His gospel is very similar to Genesis chapter 1. In fact, all the way to how Genesis chapter 1 talks about the third day, there was the water had covered the sea and then the earth emerged. It's, it's kind of similar to Jesus Christ undergoing baptism and coming out. You see, that coming out from the waters of baptism is similar to the third day when he would die and rise again on the third day. It, it's, it's, like, it's like a schematic that he's following. Amen. And the things, all things were made by him. Okay, all things were made by him. So, 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 so think about this. If, if, you, if you read this literally, okay, if all things were made by him, there are two ways you can look at it. You can look at it in terms of he being the instrument or the hand that made all things. Okay? Now, and then without him was not anything made that was made. Okay, let's keep going. In him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and darkness comprehends it not. Okay, so let's pause there for a moment. So all things were made by him and there was nothing that was made that was not made with, and that was made without him. And so, what it means that the fabric of existence, the fabric of being, the substance of what we are made of is actually the word. And in, in, in Colossians, it says that in him all things hold together and consist. Hallelujah. And one that was meditating, and the picture I got, because in the book of Psalms, it says that the hand, the Lord, the, the spirit of the Lord, or it's also called the hand of the Lord. Do you get it? So, elsewhere, it says that the Lord created the world by the, His Spirit. But you are going to discover that the, the Spirit and the Word, because they are part of the triune God, they are, they are three and yet they are one. Amen. And so, and so, my understanding is that, you see, God is Spirit. Okay? God is Spirit. And the Word of God is also Spirit. In, in the Word of God, before, before it became flesh, it, there's a Spirit behind the Word. And so, my understanding is that God used the Word as the material by which he built things. Do you get it? So, so the substance of things is actually the word. The, if, you, if you want to know who you are or who God intended you to be, we need more of the word to, in essence, polish us out because what we are, the person you are looking at and the person I'm looking at is a, is a downgraded version of what God, what was in God's original blueprint. What am I saying downgraded? Because the conditioning of our lives and the world system and the impulse of everybody that has come 
giving us input, informing us. Not all of it are according to the plan and program of God. Not that they intend to do you bad or turn you to be a bad person, but they themselves are imperfect beings doing their best to raise you. Do you get it? Including college professors. The, the, the best they know is what they are also teaching. Do you get it? And, and sometimes there are certain statements that are part of the human fabric that has been accepted. Like, for instance, my economics teacher used to say in high school, used to say that each one for himself, God for us all. I thought it was a verse, but I found out it's not a verse in the Bible. And another one he used, he used to say is that God helps those who help what, uh, themselves. <laughs> Do you get it? So, you, you, when you are growing up, you are going to be hearing a lot of things which form you as your outlook on life. Like the brother who was quarreling with his wife and, you know, always not, no peace at home. And, you know, and that, doesn't even want to talk, with, with, have a conversation with his wife. And when the pastor tried to intervene, um, the wife said that, oh, the man has been mentioning a certain proverb which translates as a king does not talk with his subjects. So this man, this brother who went to marry, in his mind, he's a king. And the wife is not a partner as in you are my partner. She is his subject. <laughs> Amen. So all, all kinds of things have made us who we are. But now, what I'm saying is that the original pure form of the real you, don't, don't be too happy with where you are or who you are. I mean, be happy. But what I'm saying is that we are in the process of growing and becoming. Just like when a baby is born. When a baby is born, how many know it's a full grown human? I mean, it's a full human being. It's a full human being. As soon as the baby is born, they have a, what do you call it? A, 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 they have everything biologically. And the system, the society has a, a name, social security number, birth certificate. If you make the mistake, if you are, your, your little baby has a uh, uh, what do you call it uh, in Ghana? They call it weighing. <laughs> the baby do for weighing. Yeah, what do they call it? Like uh, babies have appointments. Some from time to time, you need to go and see the doctor. Do you get it? One week, one month, they, they, it's scheduled. If you miss it, they're going to be calling you. What happened? And if your child is of school going age and they don't go to school, they're going to call you. In other words. You may think the child is nothing, but somebody else knows the child exists. The child is fully a human being. They may not be able to talk. They may not be able to run around the house. They may not be able to uh, uh, contribute to the program, but they are fully recognized. And if for a, a long time, there used to be a, a, a school bus coming for your kid to go to school, and whenever you, they come, the kid is not there, the bus driver will tell the school system. Somehow, it will be found out. What I'm saying is that the child is a full human being. However, how many know that a lot of things go, goes on without the child's input? Neither, uh, and there are a lot of things goes on that the child does not get to participate in. Because there are certain things that come with a certain age. Amen. So, for instance, um, when a child is one year old, it's a big deal. The, the people do special birthdays. It's a one year old. It's a major thing. Three years old is another thing. Okay. In, among the Jewish people, they have something like Bar Mitzvah. What age is that? Is it 12? 11 or 12, I think. That's, that's like uh, in our traditional churches. You know, it's like confirmation. Do you get it? So, um, there, are, there are 
things that are done are particular ages. All to show that the, even though the child was a full human being at the time they were born, at various stages, different things are done to acknowledge and recognize a different realm where they have reached. Amen. And then when they get what you call it, 16, it's a whole new ball game because now they can get a driver's license. So all of a sudden, the child can be driving a car. Meanwhile, when they were just born, they were a full human being, but they were not ready to get a driver's license. And even a driver's license, there's a stage where you get the terms, where you can only drive with a, a license driver with you. Is that not so? You see that even though all of us are human beings, there are grades and degrees. After 16, you get a driver's license, you are not driving, but you still cannot vote. You still cannot vote and choose the people who made the laws about the driver's license. Amen. But at what age can you vote? 18. People have been actually pushing that they should make voter registration automatic. That as soon as you turn 18, you're already put on there. So you don't have to go and register to vote. Some, some of the Democrats have been pushing for that. Amen. So 18, you can now what? Vote. Okay? After that, what is next? What is the age of dr drinking? 21 years. So the people who like to drink alcohol, you are 18. You are wise enough to contribute to the choosing of the ruler of the nation. But they say there is a substance that you are not qualified to drink. <laughs> Can you believe it? Amen. Are you following what I'm saying? It's just like, uh, well, I think I'll hold this one back because somebody might think it's because of them I'm saying it. <laughs> All right. But, but I'm telling you that think of this in terms of being born again. When you are born again, it's not that you are half-baked half son of God or half-baked spiritual being. You are. But that growth into becoming the full status of who God originally wanted you to be, that is what is going to take the feeding on the word of God. Because in the same way that a child that is six years old is not allowed to drive. I remember when I was, uh, I think I was about six. Let me think. I think I was about six or seven. And we had the neighbor and the, the, the son um, was called Sam and he was very adventurous. He was the last born but very adventurous. One day he had us go and move his father's car. <laughs> I think he was about seven. So I was six and he was about seven. Or maybe even after I was seven he would be about eight. And I remember he was one year older than me I mean, in school. Do you get it? And I think the father's workplace was across from that. And I think he saw that something has moved the car. It's just by the grace of God because there's a slope. There's a slope where the car is. And then the slope goes into a main road that goes to Kumasi. It's like, it's like it could have been very dangerous. Amen. The things we did, I won't, I won't, bore, I won't bore you with it. But, 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 but it's, like, it's not that he didn't know. He knew. He knew that it was wrong. Because he was not. It, but you see, the way God has designed it is that God has opened his storehouse to us. That if we will feed on his word and meditate on his word, then suddenly, certain door, because every stage there is a door and there's a gate. Okay? At every stage, if we go past one gate, another one opens for you. But at every stage, we must, the main thing is that by feeding on God's word, meditating on it, thinking about it, when you are reading the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, it is not just like a novel you are reading because the word of god is active and alive and it is sharper than any two edged sword so what what we read in the scripture about the feeding of the five thousand that power because jesus is still alive okay he's the living word 
and that story you are reading it is as if it happened yesterday because the word of god doesn't expire it doesn't age so when you are reading and you're reading it aloud and you can place yourself in it now you can imagine that you are among the people sitting in the on the grass hallelujah and what are you going to learn from it you're not just going to learn the lesson that god can provide you're actually going to learn, learn the lesson that god can provide to me now because it's not something that we are learning as an analogy we are learning it as a prophetic event that still has life in it that is the life in the word of god hallelujah that is the secret in the word of god so let's look at this scripture psalms 119 and verse 97 to 100 and then we will end 105 psalm 119 he said oh lord how i love thy law it is my meditation all the day thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies for they are ever with me i have more understanding than all my teachers for their testimonies are my meditation i understand more than the ancients because i keep thy precepts thy word is a lamp this is verse 105 thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path now one of the things that one of the quick things i would like to say is that you want to read the word of god some of it is a story of things happening right some of it is god giving instructions to people are you following the whole word is what we are talking about we are not just talking about direct commandments that thou shall not steal the word of god is not limited to instructions direct commandments like that even a passage like balak telling balaam to go and curse people of israel you may say well that doesn't concern me no the word of god the very word that have been it is the, the whole the same holy spirit who caused the the word of god the eternal world to be incarnate in christ that same holy spirit is the one that inspired the written word and some of the stories in the bible are stories that are so sad to read do you get it like you read the story about the 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 the, the, the prophet who was told not to go and eat at in this town he went to go and eat and then he was eaten by a lion you may ask yourself how is that going to <laughs> benefit you apart from the father is warning you I'm telling you that do not do not classify the word of God into different levels that oh this one is nice to read this one is not nice to read the whole word that that the thing that puzzles me is that why 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 is it that some things were just not some details were not just given I believe that God specifically chose what should become part of his word hallelujah and so I, I need you to I need you to grasp this that if he said that word is a lamp unto my feet as you read about the story about judah and tamar do you get it and how judah tamar's uh, husband died and didn't have a a, 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 a a child and then tamar's brother-in-law also married her and didn't have a child and tamar's other brother-in-law when she, he's you know um sleeping with her if you know the story he um didn't want the responsibility of raising a child you got he wanted the enjoyment of sleeping with her but didn't want the responsibility of so when he's ejaculating he will spill it on the ground and the lord saw that the man was wicked it's called aburo so he was wicked and so the scripture said the lord killed him 
all those things when you're reading it it may not be relevant to you in that state but still meditate on it because what i have found is that the power and the message and the wisdom in the word of god does not have to relate to your current state and what you are going through any part of the word contains the dna of god hallelujah so even if it's not your current situation still read it and meditate on it otherwise you're going to pick and choose parts of the scripture that you like and the whole year you're only reading from what do you call it uh romans 8 28 and uh, what which other one uh john 15 says my, my gosh is a my knee philippians 4 then that, those are your favorite verses are the only ones you're reading you are you are missing out on the full breath of god that inscripturated the scripture that wrote the scripture hallelujah and so that what is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path it's like it's like on the journey of life on the journey of life you need light you need revelation you need what to do why is god telling joshua a military officer to meditate on the word of god when what he needs is military strategy because you see the the answer to that is going to come from a verse from Proverbs. Now, let's hold this one in mind. Let's keep this one on and let's look at this other scripture. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Proverbs 20 and verse 27. I want somebody to read it for us. Oh, you, you already have the app. Okay, that's fine. Now, watch this. I want you to pay attention. The spirit of man, okay, is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly keep, keep that keep that advanced ad, ad, ad verse the spirit of man is what the candle of the lord searching all the inward parts of the belly okay so what does a candle do it gives light so if the spirit of man your spirit within you is the candle of the lord it means that it is the is the means by which God gives you what? Light. Hallelujah. So your spirit man is the Lord's candle. Is that powerful? God wants to show you something. He's going to speak to your spirit. He's going to reveal it to your spirit. And your spirit is what? Going to show the rest of the body what to do. Hallelujah. Okay, now let's go back to the Psalm scripture. The Psalm scripture, we all know the scripture. The, thy word is what? a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path so now instead of lamp can we put candle there even in some translations where it said the spirit of man is the candle of the lord some translations say the spirit of man is the lamp of the lord lamp and candle are interchangeable both are instruments of what light hallelujah so so i, I wanted to see how are we going to reconcile these two because one scripture, the one in Proverbs is saying that the candle or the source of the light, okay, is what? Your spirit man. Your spirit, the Proverbs scripture, Proverbs 20 and 27 says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Or the spirit of man is the light of the Lord. Or the spirit of man is the candle the Lord uses. Hallelujah. Right? But then Psalms is saying that the lamp is actually his word. Is this saying your word, your spirit is the same as the word? No. But we have to be able to reconcile this one way or another. Pastor Nicholas, what do you think? Because thy word is what? A lamp unto my feet 
and a light unto my path. So it's a lamp unto my feet. What's the purpose of the lamp unto your feet? To give you light on your path. So it's the same thing, the same function. It's like you put a, a, a lamp on your feet and as you are going, showing the way you should go. At the same time, Proverbs is saying that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. And so now, what it means that in order for the spirit of man to serve its function as the candle of the Lord, it has to be what? Immersed in the word, which is the lamp. Because the spirit of man is like the moon. The moon doesn't have its own light. The moon's light is a reflection of the sun's light. Do you get it? And you and I, the spirit of man, this word, it is supposed to be a universal word for all mankind. But only the born again person has the potential for this to be true for them. Because a person that is not born again, their spirits are what? Are haunted. <laughs> what did you say? Dead. The spirit, are the spirit man is dead. The spirit man is occupied by demons. Satan is in, in control. One, one guy, I didn't know whether he didn't know what his father used to do. But his father died. And he was telling uh, his pastor that, thank God, my father, you know, he's in a better place. Bishop, uh, not bishop. The pastor said, your father, he's not in a better place. Your father was a wizard. He was a wizard. He's burning in hell. Oh, very sad. <laughs> very, very sad. He's not in a better place. He's <laughs> it's very, very sad. You, you, these things you don't tell people, right? It's like your father was a wizard. <laughs> Pray that your father is not a wizard. But 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 I want you to see that God's intent. You see, a lot of times we divorce the divine from the natural. Do you get it? Or we divorce God from us. And God always is so distant from us because we, uh, we don't know how to connect the dots and link things up in the Bible. Ephesians Paul says that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly according to the power that works within us. So what God is going to do is not divorce from us. It's going to be through us and within us. And so here, he's saying the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So in order for the spirit, your spirit and my spirit, it has to be a mature spirit that has been immersed in the word of God, has married the word of God through meditation, thinking about it. So that now, it's like when you hang out for somebody, with somebody for a long time, when you start a sentence, your spouse can complete the sentence. Is that not true? You, 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 somebody, you, you, you start speaking, and the person you've been with all this while knows what you were going to say afterwards. And so now, when you meditate on the word of God, and you are so deep in the word, and you are always thinking about God and His word, what happens is that His thoughts become your thoughts, and your spirit man then can now become a true candle of the Lord. One, we have not been meditating on the word. When we have not been thinking about the word of God, and then, then what we are going to be saying and thinking and deciding and judging is going to come from how we have been conditioned as we were growing up. And all the wise uh, uh, Nigerian proverbs that we, we, we learned from the movies, those are the things that are, are going to come out. And it will, it will sound very wise, but it's not the counsel of God. Are you, are you there with me? Let's look at this scripture. 
we'll read two more scriptures and then we will close. Job chapter 23, verse 12. Job chapter 23, verse 12. Bishop said, The word of God is a lamp and a light. When light comes on, all secrets are revealed. Whatever is lying in darkness is exposed and brought into full view. Loving the law, the law of God and meditating in it day and night is your master key to discovery of the secrets you need. Okay. So, Job 23, verse 12. Okay. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. This is Job speaking. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Hallelujah. This has to be our attitude. That we must esteem the words that come from the mouth of God more than our necessary food. This is like the Deuteronomy scripture that Jesus quoted. The man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Okay. Now let's look at this other scripture. Mark chapter 4, verse 13 to 14. I pray that there will be a new hunger for God's word. Because the more we meditate on his word, and then the more we think about it, the passages in our mind, do you know that even in, 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 in counseling, in clinical counseling, uh, 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 you know, as in therapeutic counseling uh, and, and coaching, do you know that often they would, they, they, like some, that somebody can be so full of hopelessness and they feel that their life is so over. Do you get it? When they meet a good counselor, one of the things they try to do is that through conversation and therapy and counseling, what they try to do is that they try to create new passageways in their mind. In other words, through talking, you open a new way of thinking that the person is not thinking because somebody who thinks their life is over, there's not, not, nothing good for me left in this life. Through talking and uh, opening, how do you call it, uh, and they, they have this term they use, new passageways in your mind. Because there are certain, the, the, the neurons of your brain has not gone any, somewhere before. But another person with another perspective can bring it to you. Hallelujah. Now, take that and multiply it by a million. What the word of God can do even to the way you think. Hallelujah. And so now, they came to Jesus asking him to interpret the parables. When Jesus spoke about the parable of the sower. Okay. Here's his answer. And he said to them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? Advert 14. The sower soweth the word. Hallelujah. Now, these two verses tell us about the master key to learning the parable of life. He said that this parable of the sower that you, you, you guys don't understand. If you don't know this parable, how can you then know all other parables? Do you get it? And then he goes on to say, well, I'm going to tell you one thing. The, 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 the parable, the main thing in the parable is that the sower sows the word. Okay? And, and, and so it means that, it means that the, whole, the whole experience of explaining life. Look, do you know how much complex situations I've been brought into as a, as a counselor? That as I'm going, I am afraid. Because I don't have any magic or I don't know what to say. Do you get it? But mysteriously and miraculously, as I read the word, sometimes I take a verse and I read it. It looks like certain passages in my mind begin to merge into the mind of God. And as I begin to speak, something comes out that seems so powerful and solves the problem. One lady in New Jersey, she met me at a, 
not long after we moved to Ohio, she met him at a camp at a, what do you call it, Sandy Cove. She gave me a big hug and gave me a, a, a kiss here and a kiss here. I said, hey, what's going on? She said, everything worked. Everything you told us worked. I said, what did I tell you? <laughs> do you get it? The mystery is that the word of God, if you sow it into the soil of your heart, okay, it becomes the mother of all parables. or uh, it, it becomes the, it becomes the, it's like the root base out of which puzzles will be solved and in life in puzzling situations in life and our whole life is like a parable being written do you get it many things we meet in life are evolving but i'm telling you that none of them does not have a solution in the word but the way you you are programmed and the way you look at life and the way you 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 come to you 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 have an uncle my mom tells me that he doesn't have a lot of money but when a serious matter has arisen and they are talking about everybody wants him in the meeting because he's known to speak wisdom (laughs) amen Amen. do you get it i pray that by our immersion of ourselves in the word of god you will become a wonder you will speak beyond your age you speak like what the psalmist was saying that I know more than my teachers and I know more than the ancients because what you enter into is that you enter into the realm of God where as we sing in the song ancient words ever true changing me and changing you because the word is eternal it said forever that word is settled in heaven it's eternal and what we are asking for is that we want to enter into that realm Make that your normal place where you dwell. And I'm trying every day to be there. I pray you will come along with me. Put your hands together unto the Lord. Let us rise up. Bring out an offering. Let's do our test to give. Father, we are grateful to you. We thank you. We appreciate you, Lord. We cherish your words. In fact, Lord, we don't even fully uh, we haven't come to the full breath of knowing the import of your word, but we ask you, even as we give our offerings, may the preaching of your word go forth. May your word have free course. May your word prosper in our midst and in the lives of this region. We thank you for hearing us, that you are blessing our offerings also in the name of Jesus. Amen.